everybody, this is at White Ranger Gale here. Just a friendly reminder that all of the opinions given at the Safe Warriors podcast are our own, and any advice given is for entertainment purposes only. If you have any kind of questions that you need advice on, email us at the Safe Warriors podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Safe Word Is podcast. I am your host at Kung Fu Katie. Across from me at Jibber Chatter, Bethany, what's up? Hey. And to the right at White Ranger Gill. How you doing, dude? Hola. It feels like we have, it's been so long since we've been in the studio recording. Because it's been two whole weeks. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's been two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Well, not for us, because we weren't recording Bad Movie, but right, being yeah. in this space Subscribe with Bethany. Subscribe Bad Movie. Yeah, bad movie's a good time. Um, so what are we doing today, Gil? You're going to take over? Uh, I'm going to do it this time. Next time it'll probably be on YouTube, but we have some email questions that we received. Yay, finally. And Yay. we're going to try and, uh, to the best of our ability, give you guys some advice on what we think is the best course of action. And uh, we are always looking for you guys to send us questions so we can make these. Either we'll make it a reoccurring segment on every episode where we answer one question or we will do like this. We'll have a full episode where we just answer a bunch of different questions. Um, yeah. So email us at the safe word is podcast at gmail.com. And that's what is the safe word is podcast. Yeah. Okay. And make sure you include the word the. Maybe that's why we're at. we didn't get as many. But we have some. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, How many do we have today? Uh, well, what we're going to do for the time being, we have three. Okay. Uh, there are more, but uh, it's not much more, and we probably won't have time to cover all of it. Okay. Uh, cool. So, this young man included his name, but we're not going to say his name, so give me a fake name that I can call him. Eric. Eric. Okay. Uh, hey, safe word peeps. My name is Eric, and I am 19 years old. I listened to your podcast since the fifth episode, and it helps me out. It helps me out through the day in class. Anyway, uh, if you could give me some context and some advice, that would be greatly appreciated because I feel pretty lost right now. So, uh, so my girlfriend and I, nineteen and twenty, have been together for three years and have had an amazing relationship so far. For the uh, for the last few weeks, though, she's been kind of distant to me. Anyway, the other day, she broke up with me saying the relationship wasn't right for her, etc. anymore, etc., etc. Two nights later, she goes out on a night out with her friends, and I saw a video of her making out with this other guy. And I mean, like, she was all over him. Uh, I know she wasn't cheating because it was just a random guy in a random bar, but it, uh, but it feels like shit because it was only two days after ending a three-year relationship. Do I have the right to be annoyed? Because we aren't together anymore and it's none of my business. Uh, just not sure what to feel and any advice would be really helpful. I look forward to hearing your what your response is. Thanks, Eric. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to say if you're 19 years old and you had a three-year relationship, uh, there's it's such a small margin for you to stay together after high school. Yeah. Uh, you, right. You haven't you haven't lived your life yet. There's so much that's out there that you just haven't experienced. And uh, I, I guess his 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 question was, does he have the the right to be annoyed? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you do have the right to be annoyed, but at the same time, you don't have the right to bring it to her attention. That's the way I feel about it, at least. Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh well. What do you, what are you thinking? Well. 
I don't know. I'm still I'm still digesting. It's hard for me to answer questions on the spot. <laughs> uh, no, I mean. People are people, and they're going to feel how they're going to feel. Oh, and yeah. if you're upset by the fact that uh, your girlfriend who two days ago broke up with you is now making out with the guy, that's 100% natural. You, you, you're supposed to feel upset when someone that you care for has ended a relationship. However, uh, taking it to the next level and confronting her about it, that's not okay. That's where you cross a line where uh, it's what, what you feel, you can't help what you feel. But you can help how you act through it. Right. I think that I think in earlier relationships, when you're first figuring all this out, I feel like a lot of times there's a sense of need for closure after something ends. Right. And something ending like that, there's a lot of questions. Certainly uh, understandable that somebody would be would be upset and feel like that's shitty. And yeah, I think that you might feel a need for explanation, explanation or closure. Um, eventually. <laughs> When you've been through enough shitty endings, I think you just yeah, that's kind uh, of yeah, like a big thing you too. learn that you're not actually. You might think you're going to get something out of an explanation or that closure, yeah. but most but of the time, really it's just right. time and your own processing that's going to exactly. do it. Yeah. Um, so, as we learned in my breakup, <laughs> um, my worst breakup ever podcast. Mm-hmm. Confronting somebody and trying to get closure after a breakup usually never works out the way that you want it to. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. I um, yeah, I think, yeah, it's okay to be upset. I know that if I was in that situation, I would be really upset because I'm just an emotional bitch like that. Uh-huh. Um, I think that people people get over breakups in, in you know, thousands in different of different ways. Exactly. I don't think it's, you know, that's just how, you know, she wanted to, to act after this breakup. I mean, yeah. I don't think, like, I'm trying to put myself in, in her shoes. Um, like, a day after I broke up with the guy from the Worst the worst Breakup podcast. Josh. Josh, yeah. I was already, like, falling all over Gil, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, people, people move on at different levels. And I don't even think this is her, necessarily, like... Moving on because it's just some random guy at a yes, bar, right? You exactly. know, like I can understand that logic because I I could see myself doing the same thing. You know, like you just want to go out and have a good time with your girls. It's, You're it's, single, like it's cool if you you know you want right. to do whatever. Uh, it's it's definitely the want to be desired. That that's one hundred percent where that's coming from. Where she just came off of a relationship and she's probably feeling very low about herself, uh, and she just wanted to feel desired. And she found that in that random dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, if, if you feel like shit because of it, that's fine. You're, you're okay. No one can tell you how to feel. It's just what you do with those feelings that really counts, for yeah. sure. But he didn't say he was going to confront her about it, did he? No. No, okay. he was asking if, if it was okay for him to feel like shit. Yeah, of which course it is. is. You yeah. can feel any way that you want to. I would right. feel like shit, too. Yeah. Uh, two days after a breakup seems quick, but it's probably just one of those things where, you know, you just you just dumped a guy and, and you feel shitty and you just want to be distracted so exactly. well, get a bunch also, of your girls you never together. know in a relationship you never know how long one of the people has already kind has of mentally pieced out, out. Exactly. so yeah. if mentally she's already felt disconnected for a while then it could be a sense of just yeah she was feeling restless and I think that can contribute to either moving on quickly or yeah having some kind of fling quickly if, yeah. you, if you've gotten to a point where you've felt 
not necessarily trapped in the relationship, but where you've just been restless with it for a long time and wanting out, um, then yeah, I could see how going out and drinking uh, a natural expression could be to hook up with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. totally. I hope, hope we helped you out, Eric. Uh, write us back. Let us know how things worked out for you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the next one. That's cool. Okay. Uh, this one is a young lady. What should we call, should we call her? Shirley. Shirley. Okay. <laughs> Right away, Shirley doesn't. Hey, guy, is what her. She starts off with. I'm sorry, uh, Shirley. That's okay. Hey, guys. Uh, don't really have many friends to turn to for this, and I like your podcast, so I figure I'd give you a shot for some advice. I work most days until 5 p.m. I'm exhausted most days when I get home, and basically, when I did, uh, my boyfriend started being all nice and asked if we could have sex. I had a headache at the time and asked if he could do it later. He seemed annoyed, but he got over it. Fast forward to 8 p.m. And we had dinner. Not longer, not long after, uh, he asked me again if we could have sex, and I and I asked if we could just wait thirty more minutes for the food to kind of settle down. Then he got really mad and threw a pin at the wall and had a tantrum and wasn't and hasn't spoken to me since. Uh, in parentheses, she writes, "I'm writing this the day after it happened. We haven't had sex at all really in this past week because we've been fighting most days, which is abnormal for us. I've started standing up for myself when he critiques me." And I've had, uh, I've just had enough of him. I wish I, I wish, I wish I would leave, but I do really love him. This whole week has been, this whole week I've been so sick of him though. Any advice? Yikes. Um, this one to me, as when you started rating it, I, I was like, that sounds like me and Gil because mm. you work like 10, 12, 13 hour days, most days, right. Monday through Friday, Saturday. Most and, days, yeah. and um, when you get home, Gil is always very tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually that, and like, I'm not here during the week that much anymore because I'm in school, but right. like over the, over Christmas break, I would be here every single day, you know, just like waiting for Gil to get home. <laughs> And um, he got home and he was real tired. We've definitely experienced that. We've had days where where you have been so tired from work. And because sure. you started this new position, it's a lot more like physical labor and walking around for miles and miles. So sometimes there will be days where I really want to fuck, but Gil is just tired and, and I get that. And, and that's cool. I don't think... I think that for this guy to freak out on you and, and be a dick about it, I'm, I'm just going to say it, he's being a dick about it. Because I don't think there's really any reason to overreact the way that he, like, to have a tantrum, like she said. Right, yeah. I think that that is, to me, like, that's rude to, to, it just seems disrespectful. It seems like he's not respecting that she doesn't like she just said 30 more minutes like let me chill for me i know what it's like to have a terrible headache and and the last thing that i want to do is it is really anything but like having sex can just like agitate it make it worse yeah um i think that it's just disrespectful of him to 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 be rude to you like that and and have a tantrum and then to not speak to you about it for a day and a half or or however long it's been um we always say on this podcast that communication <laughs> is the number one thing. Yes, and it really is. It, 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 is. it, it really is. Um, I think that's how we've kind of worked through through that dilemma ourselves yeah. is talking to each other. Like, I will tell Gil, 
hey, I don't really feel like I am needed right now, you know, and, and I understand that you work long hours, but sometimes, like, some days, you know, I, I want to fuck. Yeah, of course <laughs> and, we do and, and we still do it all the time and, and whatever, but um, I think that there needs to be communication is what it sounds like in this right. relationship. If you're fighting more than normal, it seems like to me there's probably a lack of communication going on. Um, if I were you, I would I would tell him, I would sit him down and say, hey, it doesn't make me feel good when you freak out on me because I don't want to have sex with you. It's not that I don't want to. It's that there are other things prohibiting me from, from getting in that mindset and, and from wanting to have sex. Right. And you should respect that. And if he can't respect that, then... Then that's Bye. Right. That's that, at least that's what I would do. Right. If, yeah. If it's an ongoing issue and he's throwing a tantrum or is frustrated because he feels like it's something that's been happening frequently, um, then yeah, that sounds like a conversation needs to be had about, um, yeah, why maybe it's decreasing and mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely. If this was an isolated thing, that's yeah. If somebody freaked out about it, that would be a huge red flag to me. Yeah. One hundred percent. So, but yeah, if it's an ongoing thing that's been an issue for a while, then yeah, that definitely needs to, that's a well, conversation. The biggest, the biggest thing is, uh, you, you wrote in the email that he wasn't, uh, once he didn't get what he wanted, that he just shut down and he stopped talking to you. Uh, if that happens again, then you have to, you have to be proactive in the relationship and you have to be the one that steps forward and says, Hey, don't shut down on me. Yeah. We have to talk this out because this is not okay. Yeah. Uh, you do that to me. Yes, exactly, because you do shut down sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we, me and Katie have a fantastic love life, and we have a really good mm-hmm. sex life, but we are not perfect. We, we do get into fights, and we, there are times where she wants something, and, and I don't give it to her, or I want something, and she doesn't give it to me. Uh, but what's important about it is that if it, comes, if it becomes an actual problem, we talk about it 100%. Mm-hmm. We will, <laughs> I will stay up until midnight talking to Katie, trying to figure out what's going on and, and how I can make it better, even though I have to go to work and be up at 5 o'clock in the morning kind of thing. Aww. Uh, because she's important to me, obviously. And if, yeah. if this step, if your significant other is important to you, then you will do what you have to do. Uh, if it's yeah. gotten to the point that you don't want to uh, figure things out, you, you just want to be mad about it, fine. You can just be mad about it. But if that happens more than, more than a few times, then you really got to reevaluate what's going on there. Right. Yeah. I think also you mentioned something that made me uh, think about my, one of my exes that I've had where the reason that we broke up is because he never communicated with me ever. Um, a lot of the times we would like be getting in fights and even though he started most of them, I would apologize for every single one because uh-huh. I just didn't want to be fighting anymore. And that's not, that shouldn't be how it works. If you can't yeah. be with somebody who, and I'm not trying to say that you should dump this guy, obviously, like, if it can be worked on, then then work on it. And, and you should try to at least fix the problem. But at some point, if he is not communicating with you, then I don't really think there's any more that you can do. Right. Um, and I feel like you should know. Like, there's a point where if you're not being, if he is just unwilling to listen to you and, and he's not respecting that you're upset and that you're trying to fix things then he's just not he's just not the right guy yeah in my opinion 100%. yeah uh okay so i think we want to move on to the last one here yeah. uh this is a, again uh what do we call her 
What? What, what was her name? What Shirley. Name? Shirley. Yeah, Shirley. Uh, if you can, take that advice, run with it, come back with us, let us know how it worked out. Give us an email back. I, I'm really interested in this and hoping that we're doing what, what we think is right. So yeah. hopefully that, that works out for you. Uh, this last one is from another lady. I need a name here. America. America. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Katie, Beth, and Gil. My name is America. And I'm sorry, but this might be a little lengthy, but I need some advice and don't really open up to anybody, so hopefully y'all can help me out. Uh, I've been dating my boyfriend for almost six years. Wow. We met at a point in at a point in time where he was friendly and welcoming and warm. He was quick to defend me when people made fun of me and overall was extremely sweet and charming. However, a couple of months ago, or a couple of months into the relationship, he was he had falling out with his parents and never really was the same. He started hanging out with the wrong kinds of people. Uh, I won't go into any anything he's done way in the past, but recently I've been made aware that he's been making racist racist comments and hurling slurs with friends in a place that he thought was private. I've asked him many times to ditch his bad friends over the years, but he's very rooted and won't leave. Uh, it made me feel like a nag, so I dropped it after several talks. Now, whenever we go out on dates, he starts ordering alcohol every time. We went out for breakfast, and he got several beers for breakfast. Uh, we won't... We won't... We won't out for... We went out, we went out for lunch uh, that same day and he got two more beers. That evening at dinner, he got another beer. It makes me extremely nervous because he comes from an abusive family. He texts me while drunk at least twice, once or twice a week. I brought it up to him, but he waved it off saying that he'd be careful. We're long distance now and uh, he's been friendly and kind and has given me all the space uh, I need to focus on work and school, but I'm finding myself more relieved more relieved when I'm home at night alone. I feel bad for feeling this way, uh, and I know that I'm more than a burden sometimes. I have deep-seated chronic, chronic, I guess that's chronic disease, uh, and I've never even remotely, and I'm not even remotely attractive because of it. Lost hair, rough thin, etc., etc. But he loves me anyway. I have high anxiety and depression, but he loves me anyway. But uh, him continuing to get into bad behaviors and uh, and he's almost become vengeful on several occasions where people call him out on it. He's at a dead end job and does not plan on leaving it. He isn't really driven, even though he says he is. He seems to rely on me for his income and housing once he's done taking care of his parents and can move in with me. It, it continues. This is a lengthy email. Okay. <laughs> A little while back, he ended up buying a bunch of stuff himself and then wanted me to pay for several restaurants himself. I admitted I promised I was fine at the time with it and was happy to do it for him. But looking back now, it makes me feel frustrated. The whole time you were there, he complained because someone had outed him for doing something bad. Instead of admitting he, he did a bad thing, he tried to dig up dirt on that person instead. He also tries to be sexy at the worst times. Then he gets visibly and openly disappointed when I have to tell him no. I have uh, chronic pain, and uh, and the second I put on a movie to try and distract myself, he was jumping all over me and trying to get frisky. I tried to play along, but eventually had to admit that I was just not feeling it. So he went to the other end of the couch and didn't talk to me. I'm so sorry for the long email, but uh, uh, am I overreacting to all this? Uh, he is a really kind person, 
and he is really nice. But I just can't handle some of his behaviors anymore. I have talked to him about these things in depth, and he's tried to be more positive and less angry, but I'm wondering if it's too late. If I do break up with him, I have no idea how to go about it either. He's my high school sweetheart and my first relationship. Uh, with all these changed behaviors, what would y'all do? Uh, I'm glad you took the time to read all of this. Uh, if you did, thanks, America. Well, that's a lot to unpack. A lot to unpack. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness, that sounds sad. I was just sad. Listen, not that it, it, everything is is awful with this but it just makes me sad to hear someone else struggling with something like this right it happens Um, all the time to a lot of people my first kind of reaction is she said this uh, is her first relationship yeah six years six Six years to be with somebody your first relationship that's crazy (laughs) I I, I can't imagine I've never been in a relationship longer than two years so that um, that just (laughs) To me, it seems insane. The amount of just time that is. Wow. Okay. Um, it's a lot of investment I think, for one person, for sure. Yeah. Um, so what I was thinking when she said that this is her first, her first relationship is, um, excuse me, I'm rotating because I'm eating popcorn. <laughs> um, the first relationship that I ever had, the first serious relationship, went on for two years. And I think, at least for me, I kind of resonated with, with this a little bit because um, I think when it's your first relationship and you haven't experienced any other kind of, of love or attraction or any sort of other sexual whatever with, with other people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it can be... It can be hard to to understand what else is out there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, um, I had also been kind of emotionally checked out of that relationship for a few months before I decided to end it because I didn't know how to go about it. And I was scared that there wouldn't be anything else out there for me because he was also super nice and he was like the perfect guy, but, but there were problems. And... And it was hard for me to see that because I didn't know what else was out there. Him being my first relationship, you know. Okay, so just out of curiosity, how did you end it? Um. Well, I was uh, seven. No, I was eighteen, and no, seventeen. I don't know, seventeen or eighteen. Um, and this is my first time ever breaking up with somebody, so I would say I didn't go about it with the the most grace. Oh, I love but this. <laughs> it really wasn't that bad, but. It was like I had made the decision, and, and we were also long distance uh, for the entirety of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was coming down one day, and I had decided, okay, this is the day I'm going to do it. But, like, I didn't want him to – to uh, I, I didn't want him to have driven all the way down there to see me and then break up with him and then him immediately have to drive back. So I spent the afternoon with him, and, like, we are hanging out <laughs> like normal boyfriend girlfriend. And then at night, like before he was going back, <coughs> excuse me, I just like started thinking about having to do it. And I got so overwhelmed that I started crying. And he was like, why are you crying? And I was like, I think we need to break up. <laughs> and I was like, I, it was difficult. I was actually thinking about this last night for some reason. Um, I didn't really like 
we didn't really sit there and have sort of like a post-mortem. We didn't like have a talk about it. Like I explained to him, to him why, which is I felt like I just needed to be on my own. And, yeah. and I wanted to explore what was out there without being tied down. And it's not because I didn't, you know, uh, you know, love spending time with him or being with him or anything. But I just I wasn't. I just wasn't in the mindset to be in a relationship anymore is, is what I told him. Yeah. And, um, that was true, you know, to most, the most extent or whatever. My mic stand keeps falling down. Sorry. But, um, yeah. And he, and, and we cried and, and he was like, okay. And, and he just left. <laughs> it was, it was not the, the best way to go about it, but I, at the end of the day, I was just, proud of myself for, for doing it because I've been wanting to do it forever. So I'm curious, um, with the power of hindsight now, what would you have done differently? Um, I certainly would have, well, it was the same kind of thing. We didn't really communicate with each other that much either because we're, we're both each other's like first kind of relationship. And, um, so it, um, I think I would have obviously hindsight is 2020 with both my past relationships I would have communicated more um, and I think if if everything had gone the same but I could do just the breaking up differently I would have sat him down and 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 really tried to to talk with him and have this whole conversation about about what wasn't working for me and get his thoughts on it and and just kind of see because we both didn't really like confrontation so it was me being like, hey, I'm breaking up with you, and, and here's why. And he was like, okay, bye. <laughs> you know, it was just it was just kind of awkward because we were both, we were both teen, teenagers still. So, yeah. So let me ask you, Beth, uh, bad breakups before in the past and how to deal with it? Hmm. Um, God, it's hard for me to even remember early ones. But, yeah, I, I feel like similar to Katie's, <laughs> it just – yeah I think you put it off because it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it's awkward um yeah it's never I don't feel like that's something that really gets easier you just no it's I will. it never gets easier right it doesn't get easier you just you know and oh, it's coming and yeah ideally I'd say you would just get together with somebody and have the conversation and not hang out all day and then yeah but also I think sometimes it also might it just come out and you know when you suddenly can't wait any longer um right i can't think of any really horrible breakups i have i've had that have been that are a story i mean aside from just yeah the general discomfort and awkwardness of it um so how do we feel about this whole this guy hanging out with a new crowd who seems to be a bad influence on him. They probably they probably are bad. If he's if he is yelling racial slurs. Yeah, in, that's in shitty. Well that's area, a yeah, that's that, a really shitty thing to Yeah, do. hearing that it made it sound like these were younger people, but yeah, if they've been together for six years, they can't be that young. But that's kind of an odd thing well, to me I to mean, like well into adulthood suddenly They're in there. Well she 20s. said yeah. She uh, said she's in well, yeah. so like college. Out of high school. Right. Yeah. So they're probably in their early twenties at least. Uh, they probably met right. in high school, like okay. in the middle of yeah. high school. But either way, like that's not okay. And right. uh, I know that you talked about how you had uh, certain problems, and that you're uh, 
you, you felt self-conscious about being so thin and about your hair loss and that stuff. But yeah, that's awful. There is still somebody out there for you, and I think I think we're all going to be on record saying you got to leave this guy. You got to walk away. Yeah, I think ultimately in a relationship, you when things get to a difficult point, you have to make the evaluation of am I going to stay and work on this or cut things loose. Um, one other thing that stood out to me in this that was odd, if, and I guess maybe if they're long distance now because of school, but to have been together that long and somewhere well into the relationship have become long distance. Um, I'm curious, uh, yeah, what... Um, What's keeping yeah, how, how serious you are about somebody or what, what you see your future being if you're moving away long distance well right. into the relationship. Um, I would guess the plan would be to move. She's going she's in school and work. To, right. To, and then she's planning on going back or right. from what she said in the email, he planned on moving in with her once something's done with the parents or something like that. I can't remember yeah, that was the other thing I wasn't quite sure about since it said they were long distance. Uh, um, but I, either way, I think uh, it's never going to be easy. There's right. never going to be a time where it's easy because yeah, you can you can love somebody, you can be in love with somebody, but that doesn't mean it's healthy for you to be with that person at all. Right? Emotionally, yeah, it's always going to be difficult. Now, circumstantially, that can vary a lot, and I'd say being long distance would be the ideal circumstances right. to go ahead and end something that's not healthy anymore. Because yeah, yeah, you're not in the habit of seeing them all the time. You're not, you know. I, I feel like circumstantially, that's ideal and I feel like it's um, more difficult to communicate with each other when you're long distance right it's more difficult to have those conversations I mean you said it in the email that you, there's nights where you're both long distance and you feel relieved when you're going to bed alone that's yeah. that is I the know that biggest feeling. red flag yeah. of all right, right. there that if, if you don't enjoy having that person in your bed then don't have them in your bed anymore you have yeah. to mm-hmm. you have to break it up. Is it going to suck? Absolutely, it's going to suck. I think Gil is the king of being the most blunt about what people should do <sighs> in their lives. Because I mean, it's not always that easy. It, but no, it's, it's not always that easy. I, and that's what I I'm would agree you. with you somewhat. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. It's not going to be easy. It's going to suck. It's going to be really hard. But it, it has to be done. Right. Like, either way. I, if, if you're it's, not happy, it doesn't matter if you love this guy. But if he, if he doesn't make you happy, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah. That's what I was kind of saying in the beginning, too, is is I've had the same sort of feeling where this being your first relationship, you don't know what else is out there for you. Mm-hmm. And especially struggling with some sort of chronic illness or chronic disease and, and not feeling confident in yourself. When you found somebody who who loves you, that doesn't mean they're the last person on the earth who's going to love you. Exactly. And there are so many other people out there who are going to love you, whether yeah. they're boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, family, anybody. Um and I think it can be scary to to kind of open up and be vulnerable again to the world after breaking up with somebody who, who loved you for who you are. Mm. But um, I think that you will know when when you find the right person, at least from, from my experience and in what I think. Um, there's never a night that I don't want to be with Gil, even if we're kind of doing our own thing and kind of being in our alone time and, and mm. alone space. I will always be missing him, even if I haven't seen you for like five minutes. Yeah. I'll always want to be around you and always want to, to see you. And I think that's also how I, I kind of noticed in past relationships, I was ready to to end things is because I I was looking for reasons to do other stuff and not mm-hmm. be around them. Right. And I think that's how you can, can kind of tell. And, and speaking from 
excuse me, I'm really rotating today. Um, speaking from, from coming from two long distance relationships, it, it's just, it's so unnecessarily difficult sometimes. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. It really does put a strain on the relationship. And if you're already having these issues unrelated to being long distance, if he already is exhibiting this behavior that is not cool to you and you've already tried to talk to him about it and he's, he's somewhat unreceptive or, or he is, he's receptive for a little while and then it goes away and, and then whatever I, I get it in the whole we didn't even really unpack the him being him being upset kind of in the same the last question him being upset that that she didn't want to have sex because it was painful for her or whatever and then him ignoring you mm-hmm. that's so not cool we talked we answered yeah. this in the last question that is not cool that's not respectful mm-hmm. any guy or role who's who is doing that be, especially when you have some sort of pain or chronic illness or disease that that can make sex less enjoyable or more painful for you, that's even more reason for them to, to not be an asshole and right. to, to be more, I guess, respectful of you and, and, and what you want. That's not cool to me. That's the one that really that upsets me. Yeah, that's something you need to you need to respect going into things. And if you can't handle that, then then, yeah, you shouldn't move forward with it. But, yeah, if, if you're going to commit to um to somebody who's who is in that situation then yeah you need to be able to handle that as a partner mm-hmm. yeah I, I think we and then yeah there was a whole drinking thing too that we also like right. increased yeah, drinking that, that, is concerning to and, me and the yeah. fact that Past there is a, a a history of mental history of abuse in that and your boyfriend's family that is a mega red flag right there well not to say that that he's necessarily going to exhibit the same behavior but Right, that's I can see true. Where, where the worry would come. However, um, the fact that he is brushing it off and saying, "Ah, I'll be more careful," and then does nothing about it—that's also that's that's yeah, a that's very true. telling sign that mm-hmm. uh, this just might not be the person for you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay; it, it, is, it doesn't have to be. I, you've got this person out of high school, and everyone has that fairy tale. Right, Every, everyone has that fairy tale. Of, I'm going to meet that one person. He's going to be mine forever. But yeah. that's not. That's right. just and not I, the I think particularly for women. I mean, I don't want to speak for all women, but I know for me, early on and really, like each early relationship, I was committed to like, now I have to make this work. Yes, exactly. And eventually, I was like, wait, no, I don't have to make this work. Yeah. yeah. And that's something one of those things that gets easier with time, where you learn to analyze things uh, a little bit more objectively. And that, in that sense, the breakups I think got easier for me over time with knowing. I didn't have to like go through all this emotional turmoil of like, oh, well, should I try to make this work or should I deal yeah, with this? No. no, like you get better at analyzing. No, right. this just isn't right. It's and, just not going to work and that's okay. Um, and, and if anything, um, you know, this relationship will, will teach you a lot of valuable lessons to take into your next relationship. Yep, 100%. Um, so yes. you'll be able to communicate better. You'll find someone who, who fits you <laughs> in your lifestyle waffles. better. <laughs> waffles is in a humpy mood. He's in a very humpy <laughs> he mood just right discovered now. me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement here that um, this guy's exhibited signs that it, it's not acceptable. Yeah, too many red flags, probably. Yeah, yeah all of them stacked on top of each so, other. Just yeah, uh, it's not. It's really easy. unfortunate. Yeah, right, it's not going to be easy. But we all suggest that you got to leave this guy. And uh, please be careful when you do talk to somebody. Talk to somebody else. I mean, I'm glad that you emailed us and that we're here for you. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but if you have someone in your life, your mother, your father, sisters, brothers, friends, anybody that you can talk to brother about from this, another mother. Uh, talk to them about it because yeah. it, it, it's important to build that support system around you mm-hmm. for sure. And shoot us another email. Let us know how you're doing and, and send us updates. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it. We got no more questions, right? Nothing Not for right this now. episode? Not for okay. this episode, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said in the beginning, please send us more questions so we can answer them because we like doing this, even though none of us are professionally qualified to do this. <laughs> we're doing the best um, that we can. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing our best. And <laughs> Waffles is really awful. loving on you. Um, at Waffles the Corgi Wawa on Instagram. Instagram. Um, but yeah, so I think that's going to about wrap it up for us. Um, send us your sex questions. Send us anything that you want. Um, yeah, more relationship advice. And like I said, Katie said we're not professional, but we're going to do the best that we can to help you out. Yeah, and, and check out our blog, too. We might answer some questions up on our blog as well. So, yeah. Uh, I guess that about does it. I have been at Kung Fu Katie, at Jibber Chatter, at White Ranger Guild. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. It's at Jibber Chatter here. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Also, check us out on our Twitter, which is at the Safe Word Cast, and Instagram at the Safe Word is Podcast. You can also check out our website, podcastnetwork.wixsite.com slash safe word podcast. Or shoot us an email at the safe word is podcast at gmail.com. Thanks.